I can see the indignation in your eyes. That's the problem. <sighs> I can see your expressions add due to our setup. I'm not close enough to hit you. My God, you did think this through. I'd have to reach over the microphone and, like, deafen our, our listener by, like, knocking against something. Yes, listener, not plural. Okay. Welcome to Garbage Magic, a podcast where we explore the best and the worst of Choose Your Own Adventure books, and we find out which one it is as we turn the page. I'm Sam. And I'm Harry. And I'd like to apologize to uh, everyone because Choose Your Own Adventure is not the generic term that's actually game books, but we were trying to come up with a catchy way of introing the podcast for a couple minutes there, and I was like, yeah. fuck it, let's just... It just got a little bit too complex. It's like, you know, like we're just going with do, the, do, the do Xerox, we... the Band-Aid, like the generic has become, or the specific has become the generic, yeah. and that's just a mastercraft and branding right there. And also, if we tried to explain it, our intro would get, like, five minutes long, like, choose your own adventure style books, not the... At not specifically necessarily choose your own adventure books because that is a brand. Although uh, complicating this somewhat, what we're covering this time is a choose your own adventure thing, but mm-hmm. it's not a book. Oh, because <laughs> so we were wrong and right simultaneously. Because today we're covering War with the Evil Power Master, the modern kind of remade version, which is a uh, it's based on the old game book, but it is also a hybrid board game that's got like. It's got the text on a bunch of cards here. It's got a little board that we set up and we're going to be moving some tokens around instead of having to do the bookkeeping by ourselves in our heads. This is fascinating. Like is so the book that this is based on, is it the same name? War with the War with the Power Master? The Evil Power Master. The Evil Power Master. Okay. This uh this luchador looking dude. Let me let me see that. He's holding one arm up. Oh, uh, we should also probably apologize. We're in the same room right now just because we're playing a board game. So we're not using the best audio setup, which I'm sure you already noticed. I put Sam in charge of figuring out how we were going to do this, and his first idea was to put it on a webcam and stream it. Which would have worked, eventually. Except that you couldn't read the text, which is a large part of this whole... That is kind of important to be able to read what's going on in a choose-your-own-adventure, yes. But yeah, we're just going to be... God, he really does look like a luchador. Like... I mean, I was going to make fun of you for, like, simplifying the art, but no, that is, that's a luchador mask. Yeah, do you think, do you think he's a... Rey Mysterio? Like... Well, I was gonna ask if he was a Rudo, or... What's the other one? Like, the the good guy term. I have no idea. Like, I'm not... Like, as much wrestling as I've watched, I am not familiar with any of the terminology. God, we could almost... We're not gonna... Like, this is, in theory, a 60-minute uh, game... We're not going to finish it because immediately I'm on tangents. Like, looking at this picture of the introduction thing, like, he's got a very... He's got an army behind him, I assume, with his underlings, but, like, they are very weak and deep. Like, look at how sad that guy with a hatchet looks. Like, he, he does not want to be here. Yeah, it's just like... It's like a luchador wrestler leading just, like, these starved, emaciated, like, hordes behind him. And, yeah, they don't want to be there. They don't want to be following this guy. Hopefully he can tank whatever he's up against because his followers cannot. I mean, he's standing in front. Maybe, maybe this is like a choose. Well, not a, maybe this is like a Make a Wish Foundation thing, where they're <laughs> they're all dying of some wasting disease. 
it's like, no, but you could be in my evil army. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, grab a weird toga, shave your head. Oh, you're already shaved because of the disease. <laughs> and, yeah, grab a weapon and I'll just, I'll do some poses. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, we can, we can make those jokes because cancer has struck our family repeatedly and tragically. Yeah. So we're right there. Hmm. Uh, so, at the start of this, we gotta pick our characters. There are four characters, and they're always all in play, so we just, we pick two each to kind of have ownership of. I'm not sure to what extent that is, like, if they're gonna be, like, splitting up on the board. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll find out. So, uh, you read that one on the left. Also, each character starts with a starting item, and we weren't sure if you're supposed to know what the starting item is. Because it's kind of random, so we're leaving them face down, so we'll be discovering them after we choose our characters. Yeah. There is Commander Chen, uh, age 22, birthplace Lacuz. Uh, his occupation is primary unit commander of the Lacunian system rapid force. So young, yet entrusted with so much responsibility. A bit Jesus. Of a, a like, bit, a bit did of they a all head. die? Wants well, action now, analysis later. Has never <laughs> been to Earth. Represented Lacuz in the Lacunian system kickboxing kickboxing championship, got walloped by a guy from Fallout. So, wow, they're setting this guy up to be pretty pathetic. Is this going to be like a comedy? Uh, you can never tell with these, like you know, and they always are, but just not intentionally. Right. So he's he's young, he's brash, which is probably why he's the only one left in his unit. All right, strengths: decisive, forthright, action oriented. Good and physical altercations. Weaknesses? Rushes in without thinking. Quick to anger. Afraid of bugs and germs. Untrained and fallopian kickboxing styles. <laughs> They're Just, really leading into the kickboxing. Yeah, he really lost to that guy. It's very sad. Like, Harry, what is the setting? So, never been to- So this is sci-fi, right? Yeah. Okay, so people have guns? I think it's like- I think it's like Reagan era sci-fi. Not, not Reagan, like Ray- Ray gun. gun. Like it seems like that type of art style. Like they got the yeah, we got some shoulder pads, we got like a very a very cylindrical mm-hmm. uh roly poly robot. We have an alien that's just uh like it is reminiscent of like Flash Gordon style yeah. artwork. Like Yeah. So okay. Sam so, well you're you're up. You're reading I Tara. Re- Alright, I am reading Tara, age thirty five. Oh my, she's ancient. Too old. Far too old to be the love interest of the 22-year-old. <laughs> Couldn't get cast in any Hollywood movie. <laughs> she is a Lacunian congresswoman. Uh, decorated veteran of the Purple Days War. Much wisdom. Much experience. No nonsense. Always effective. Always in control. Always there to slap you out of it. Whatever it may be. Usually right. Okay. They're definitely setting her up to be as in contrast you, with that you, guy as possible. Do you think... They are course correcting from the original version where the female character was entirely useless and weak willed. Like, do you think this is intentionally like? Is this like? I I don't know, Harry. Like the way you pitched this, this is like just a reprint of the original one. But I would, yeah, you're right. They probably would have fixed some of the more egregious stuff from the eighties. I mean, I didn't want to research the original because that could have spoiled what's going to happen here. Like, I, I know nothing beyond what happens here. Great. So her strengths are uh, diplomatic, proactive, calm under pressure, always whoops and hollers. That is listed as a strength. I would disagree with that. I, I, yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't call it a weakness. Uh, weaknesses. 
irritatingly competent. Oh, okay. Okay, so whatever weakness is, is toxic masculinity, and it's an external weakness. <laughs> Secretly smug, overly strong handshakes, never has time for this. So her weaknesses is that she's a strong woman in the 80s. Okay, okay. Maybe they did course correct as much as we thought they would. <laughs> they read the quiet part loud in these descriptions. <laughs> and here we have our alien dude, Flipto. He's 30. Uh, his birthplace is Mars. His, he's a pilot, a computer analyst, and a bomb vavant. Uh, he's a colleague and teammate of Chen. Rocks a pair of shorts like no one's business. Two toes on each foot and three fingers in each hand. When not reading the collector collected works of Earth's Oscar Wilde, often peruses cookbooks from exotic planets. He he's Chen's ambiguous colleague. He's a bomb vivant and reads lots of Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde. Are are they suggesting things? Yeah, they're a couple. Okay. Yeah, they're absolutely a couple. Okay. Uh, but the guy keep it quiet because he, he, this is a this is an old enough future that they still have don't ask don't tell right. right. <laughs> don't ask don't tell is still like in the far far future for these guys. His strengths are highly intelligent and analytical, good with machines and electronics, cool vest. I'm not sure I agree with them, but I'm gonna let this slide for now. It kind of looks more like a towel than a vest, just like. If someone handed me that photo, I would think he has, like, you know, just a bathing towel over his shoulders. His weaknesses are he is dispassionate, prone to pontificate, and addicted to candy and baked goods. The last character, who I think is... Lava lamp-shaped motherfucker. Yeah, let's go lava lamp. That's the shape I was thinking. Okay. Dante. Age. Unknown. Birthplace. Lacos. Occupation. Piloting droid. Bio. Uh, Taurus Companion, one very human-like eye, which is kind of freaky. One very human-like eyebrow, which is also kind of... Why does he have an eyebrow? Why would a robot... The reason we have eyebrows is to deflect sweat from off our foreheads, so it runs away from our eyes. Well, maybe... If he's a robot, he doesn't... Okay. Are you sure? Head pops open often to reveal 12 articulated appendages, which do work busily, then disappear back inside him as quickly as they came out. Strengths. Excellent pilot. Sunny attitude. Can imitate voices. Adequate DJ. They only gave him adequate DJ. It, you know what? That's a strength. There's a... It's... A lot of people skate by on DJing. I'm just gonna say it. But, like, he's, he's a robot. Like, Pandora's... Leaving Pandora on random is an adequate DJ. Well, then there you go. Okay. So he's Pandora. Uh, weaknesses. Poor death perception because he has one eye. That's a really bad weakness for a pilot. It's, if if it's space, I think things are far enough away that that doesn't really matter. Also, Flipto was a pilot, so we have two pilots in our group. Mm -hmm. So poor death perception gives painful hugs. Bad dancer. Can't even do the robot. No. And then beeps at the worst moments. So Harry, uh, this character is uh, listed as Tara's companion. And clearly we would want to have Flipto and Commander Chen together. As yeah, they right. are secretly lovers. So which of us gets to be Chen and Flipto? And which of us gets to be Tara and Dante? I kind of want the Princess Leia and the robot. Okay, okay. 
you get the annoyingly competent woman from the eighties. <laughs> I this Sab is taking the face down starting cards, but we haven't looked at them yet, so it's just as random and just as appropriate for us to have left the cards where they were mm-hmm. and have not taken them. I mean, in my mind, I wanted to, you know, keep them true to the original random, but I also, you know, just kind of put them down in a random order, so I might have mixed them up right now, and I wouldn't know. And we're not going to... And Harry just... Harry just, like, randomized them again. Like, <laughs> I can see under face this bothers you. <laughs> it does, and it shouldn't. You know what? We all got OCD a little bit in this family. Let's okay, so let's reveal what uh, our starting items are with uh, with Tara. Tara has decanted, coated, no, 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 kroner beans. Kroner, okay. Oh, like kroner, like the, like the. Yeah, those are real things, aren't they? Uh, big caffeinated chocolates. Discard this card during a challenge to re-roll any dice during that challenge. Okay. I think those were supposed to go with Flipto because he's all about the baked goods and the candies, but... Well, maybe we could trade. And then Dante has the Hamog Karma Inducer. <laughs> A device created on Hamog that hastens karmic retribution in any situation. Discard this card when you lose a challenge to reduce any EPM meter movement penalty to zero. Okay, that hardly seems fair. One character got like a $2 bag of chocolate candy, and one character got a tool that rewrites the luck of the universe. That removes a... If karma is real, then it would be a principal moral force. So, like, you commit a war crime and press this button and you're good. (laughs) Okay, so Commander Chen. What does Commander Chen get? Uh, He gets... Uh, Arthurian Molecular Realignment Mist. Uh, atomizer containing a revitalizing oil from the planet Aroth. Discard this card at any time uh, to make all characters active. Oh, okay. So yeah, so characters do have an inactive and an active uh, side. Yeah. So. We're, the descriptions are on the inactive sides because when we flip them over, they'll have some stats. Yeah. And then Flipdo, dear Flipdo, starts with Lacunian action ointment. Tube filled with an energizing goo manufactured on Lacos. After a challenge roll, discard this card to roll again, and add the second roll to your first roll for your challenge total. That sounds really good. That's that's a straight upgrade for my stupid beans. Yeah, yeah, it is. Also, Flipto has a special ointment from the from the planet that Commander Chen is from. So yeah. Yeah, the, the shippers are liking this one. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, after this, I'm going to check AO3 to see if there's anything there. <laughs> All right. So, Harry, let's get started on this adventure, uh, which I'm assuming has the four of us unlikely heroes going up against the evil space yeah. luchador. <coughs> the evil power master is leading a violent rebellion against the Lacunian system. Uh, well, I think it goes over in the cards, so we'll go over there. Wait, wait, wait. Stop, stop. So the evil power master is leading a valiant rebel... Violent. Harry, are we the bad guys? We'll figure that out, but it's very possible. Okay. Because we are, you know, we are the establishment. We are military people, and clearly the evil power master's legions were all starved, emaciated hordes that had been left, you know, left behind by society. So if he's just like, if he's just like a civil rights organizer, then this could get awkward. Yeah. Uh, so 
Some story choices will have data cards, which are these things. We'll, we'll pull them uh, and do challenges. Well, so, some, so I'm just looking at the rules real quickly. So some, there's data cards, those little things over there, which we'll pull. They, they can add some things, move the story forward, and have challenges or story choices. Uh, we treat them the same as cards when we pull them. Uh, some, are some are items. So challenges. Let's flip these cards over. Okay. All our characters are now active. Uh, basically, when we do a challenge, it'll have us test against a uh, an ability. Uh, it How hard it's going to be is determined by the... Uh... The EPM meter? Yeah, so our board has, like, multiple planets on it. The signal tracker. And then around the rim, there's, like, a two dueling trackers, like a signal tracker and an EPM meter tracker. I have no idea what either of those are. Uh, but they both, like, uh, grow up and there's, like, you know, uh, segments every five uh, every five numbers and all leading up to a 25 with an explosion. Yeah. I'm going to assume that if we hit a 25 on either track, we die. Actually, I think I read that we need to get one of them up before the other goes up. Like, one of them is us tracking the evil Power Master and the other is the evil Power Master tracking us. It's the green track, isn't it? We'll figure that out. Okay. Uh, oh, EPM. Evil Power Master. Ah, that's a good catch. So, uh, each character has certain challenges that they're better or worse at, so their statistics are uh, piloting. Uh, Dante and Flipto are good at it. Diplomacy. Terra and Dante are good at it. Uh, de dexterity. Perception and strength. Uh, they're also all bad at something. Mm -hmm. I had a couple things. Everybody has two strengths, two weaknesses. Both Flipto and Chen are bad at diplomacy. Mm -hmm. They truly are a couple. Uh, so each character begins in an active state, but after they perform a challenge, their card is flipped over and they become inactive. Inactive characters cannot perform challenges. So we basically need to use everybody once before we can cycle through again. I see. Except I do have that atomizer mist, so I could, at any point, make all of us active. Yes. Once. Uh, I'm going to blow it immediately. Some of these... Like, one player is going to make a check, and then I'm just going to use the atomizer mist, make everyone active again. Yeah. Uh, some cards are challenge boosters, which can, like, add numbers to the die roll. Uh, there's some other stuff that can, like, roll a die twice and add the numbers together. Uh... Just roll and resolve. We need to we need to meet or beat the challenge level. Uh, so the green signal tracker represents the level of your radio receiver, which rises throughout the game as you succeed in challenges and find more data. If it reaches 25, we discover the evil power master's location and trigger endgame. Okay. The red EPM meter represents the passing of time and the evil doings of the evil power master. Mm -hmm. The meter will rise as you lose challenges and when you travel between planets. So if it reaches 25, we lose. Mm -hmm. Then hit endgame. Yes. Progressive legislation passes, and we can't stop it. Uh, uh, so, there are nine planets. Throughout mm -hmm. the game, we'll be moving the ship mover to different planets to explore them. When we get to a new planet, take the 13 story cards for that planet and pick a player to read the first one loud. Is this the... Uh, there are three ways in which your time exploring a planet can end. We can data find... We successfully find the last known location of the evil power master on the planet and use the data to boost our signal. We don't, there's little tokens I put in each planet 
So they'll give us random boosts? Always boosts, never negatives. I th- I mean, I think the negatives would happen when we're failing things. Hmm. Um, the end. The, the team can reach a fruitless end or possibly a death. Follow the instructions of the card. Discard the, de- the disc. Choose a new planet to explore. We cannot return to the planet we just left. Uh, the EPM meter or signal tracker reaches 25. So basically, we can't... We, we need to finish a planet once we've started it. We can't hop between them. Okay. And we're all traveling on the same ship. We don't split the party. Yeah, it looks like it. Okay. While we are en route to a new planet, characters may freely exchange cards with each other. Huh. So, in travel. Uh, we can travel to any planet, as long as it has, it has a disc. We raise the EPM meter by two for every path segment we travel along. I see. There's little plus twos on the board. Uh, the color of the signal booster disc indicates the possible strength of the boost. So, blue smallest, yellow medium, pink biggest. Uh, okay. each, each planet has two challenge type icons below its name. These represent the challenge types that are the most common and second most common on that planet. So, for follow-up, the most common is uh, perception, and the second most common is strength. Is there, like, a different deck that we're drawing from for each planet? Well, those are these cards. So you see this deck that starts with Hamog, which is one of these planets. Ah. So that's it. Then I think we start... Did you shuffle that? Uh, no, because you're not supposed to. Oh. Like, Lacuni and Congress, we start with these ones. Oh, okay. Lacuni and Congress. The evil power master is back, shouts Commander Chen to his green-skinned Martian friend, Flippo. <laughs> friend. Yep. <laughs> yep. And he's still doing his evil thing. Chen hands Flippo a message that just came in to a rapid force command from a remote sector of the vast Laconian system. The news is grim. Sudden total destruction of planet Merzina, sector 314789. Evil Power Master claims responsibility. Have a nice day. So this is comedy. Mm-hmm. Flipto crumbles the paper message in his three-fingered fist, his usual Martian self-control replaced by anger. Did you expect anything else, Commander? He, he demands. We both know he would be back, doing his evil thing. Also, he's not a Martian. He's clearly a Laconian. Like, not all aliens are Martians. But he's from Mars. He's from... No, he's not from Mars. His birthplace was Mars. Oh, well, okay. Well, fuck. <laughs> Don't be racist, Sam. I hoped we had destroyed him in the Purple Days War, Chen said. So many lives lost, so much carnage, so much purple. Yep, this is 80s comedy. The Rapid Force officers sit in silence, remembering how the evil Power Master rallied the renegade planets that were denied entrance into the Laconian System Alliance and led them into rebellion. He is an organizer! (laughs) Interesting. His powers must be strong again, Chen says, breaking the silence, or he would never have attacked. You are a primary unit commander. We can swap, by the way. Okay. You you are a primary unit commander, says Flipto. What are your orders? Call all unit commanders to meet with the Lakuni Congress, Chen says. We We must plan for our defense, and maybe mount an attack. Chen and Flipto lead the other unit commanders into the Lakuni Congress. Countless voices fill the Great Hall, speaking hundreds of languages. The dread in their eyes is clear. Every conversation is about the evil power master doing a new evil thing. Chen meets with Tara, the congressional spokesperson. 
Tara is respected for her firmness and wisdom in Congress, and for being a fierce veteran of the Purple Days War. I knew that evil drip would stay quiet for long, Tara says. Before Chen can reply, the Great Hall is silenced by a booming metallic voice. It is the voice of the evil Power Master. No. Give up, fools! Your time has come! Marzina is just a taste of my power! Give me total control of the system, or more planets will perish, including Hamog, Aruth, and Earth. <coughs> you have three days to comply. The hollow rips and chaos, with representatives from across the Lucanian system all rushing to contact their homeworlds. Rapid Force is on their own now. Tara smiling, however. Come with me, she says. This may be our break. Chen is confused, but he trusts Tara. She saved his butt more than once during the war, and he'd like to continue to keep his butt intact. So it could be kicked by more, uh, like, kickboxers from that planet. Yep, yep, yep. Tara takes Chen Flipdo to a computer room, where her one-eyed, one-eyebrow droid, Dante, sits in front of a console. <laughs> what kind of voice should Dante have? He's a protocol droid. Should I do a, a C-3PO? Uh, yeah, have fun with it. I mean, his name is Dante, also. So I should do the guy from Clerks? Yeah. That's just me. Like, that's just a fat white guy with a beard. Damn. Uh. Yeah, you could do C-3PO. We got him now, Dante cries. The evil power master's message led us right to him. Almost. Tara's smile fades. Almost? He bounced the message through nine planets, says Dante, including a base here on Lacos. He must be on one of those nine. We'll have to explore the planets to find him. Flipto looks at the readouts. The signal is too weak to pinpoint his location, he says, grabbing the last uh, Sinistar bagel from the table. Uh, then it will be looking like an evil needle among nine haystacks, Chen says, his stomach growling. Or a bacterium burrowing among nine gigantic Sinistar bagels. Flipto shoots Chen a side eye. God, what voice was I going with for Flipto? You're not getting one bite out of this bagel, he hisses. No time no time for bagels, snaps Tara. We need to boost that signal. Flipto's forehead wrinkles. If if we visit planets where the evil power master has been, we can collect more transmission data, he says. I can use the data to design an algorithm to boost the signal. Then we can find him, says Tara. Flipto and I will head out on the fizzlets, says Chen. Dante and I are coming too, says Tara. Four heads are better than two. And eighteen arms are better than four, says Dante. And this and this bagel is gone, says Flipto, polishing off the last bite. Flipto has his priorities. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I guess he's in the military, even though he's got, like, you know, a party towel for clothes. Listen, that that's his dress uniform. It's the future. They're very progressive. Great. Great. Does he even have... Like, his abs are showing. Like, you know, it's just... Whatever. Uh, so we determined your starting planet by rolling the... Okay, so we just roll to randomize where we start. Proxima Centauri. Yay! The crew arrives at Proxima Centauri to investigate reports of the evil Power Masters hiring mercenaries here. The Centauri have a strong, hardy society shaped by high gravity. They are fierce warriors and loud laughers. And they have just the most amazing hair. Yeah. Just these crescents. 
the terror will fit in because she's always shouting and stuff. Yes. Rapid Force and the Renegades have both sent Centauri warriors into battle over the years, sometimes against one another. Their Renegade ties and constant interfaction wars have always kept the Centauri out of the Lacunian system. But the Global Coalition, new Centauri provisional government, is lobbying to change that. This seems like a long shot, Terra says as Dante pilots the ship past the Trinary Star System's Red Dwarf Star. That's the wish you're going with for Terra? Yeah. Okay, great. The reports are pretty thin. The evil one did use Centauri mercenaries during the Purple Days War, replies Flipto. Commander Chen remembers the name from the war. We should speak with General Gad. Didn't he fight for us? Asks Terra. <laughs> yes, but he's now considered a rebel by the provisional government. We should start with Governor Genga, the leader of the Global Coalition, Terra says. She will be more trustworthy and may have intelligence to share. I've also read reports about a new group of extremists gathering power. Too many choices, says Dante. Cannot compute all variables. Like I said, says Terra, long shot. Either way, says Jen, I know... There are a lot of wild and strange beasts on Proxima Centauri, and I'm pretty sure I brought something along with the ship that will easily make short work of all of them, if I can only remember where I put it. Yeah. Uh, so now we have a first challenge. Find the anti-beast weapon. <laughs> so it is an eyeball challenge, which is... Uh, Perception. Uh, Flipto's good at that, so let's have Flipto do it, because if we win, we draw data 1 to 5. Um, also, did we lose 2 EPM when we went to this planet or not? We didn't travel, so I think we... Okay. We uh, here. So if we lose, we raise EPM meter by 2, and another active character must try... Oh, so we, we do this until we succeed. We could fail the game right now. So. We could lose right now that would be amazing right well flipto <clears throat> all right so um what what what's my target number uh it doesn't give it because because we're at the lowest level we're we're in we're single tracker is low so we need a four so he needs a three great so this is four this is five this is six yep oh boy so the closer we get the harder it gets <clears throat> all right so i'm rolling need a three Got a six. All right. Flipto's the man. So. So we got card 125, which is the anti-beast weapon. Also, do we want to meet with uh, General Gad? Uh, do we want to see the provisional governor? Or do we want to investigate the extremists? Uh, I don't know, but Flipto just got the de-beastulator. De uh. So we are at a point where we can, like, exchange that... I thought that was between planets. Okay, yeah, so he has the... Flipto has the de-beastulator. Hmm. Which I'm sure also means, you know, de-poor person. <laughs> uh, I'm becoming more and more convinced that we are just, you know, we are pawns of the 1%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the general, he was with us, but... Now the the provisional government considers him to be a rebel, but that's that's very sus. 
Yeah. We should get his side of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's go talk to the general. Like, okay, well, okay, it's time to actually make a choice, Harry. <clears throat> are we playing as us, or are we role-playing as these characters? I, the character... I don't want to be in these guys' headspace too. <laughs> we are a guiding hand on their shoulders. Okay, okay. Let's, okay. let's do... What we want to do, but also what we think will be funny. Okay. So, we are going to go see the general, who, you know, said something wrong and got fired. Hmm. General Gad fought beside Chen during the Purple Days War. What? Isn't Chen, like, 22? How long ago was this war? I don't know. They make it sound like it was so long ago, but also Commander Chen actively fought in it. Yeah, Maybe he was a child soldier, you know? We are the bad guys. We are the bad guys. Uh, the Commander has always known Gad as a straight shooter on and off the battlefield. Hey. <laughs> My dear Commander. So we're going to see an X. My dear Commander, says the General. A broad smile creases the jagged scar on his slate-gray face. To what do I owe the pleasure? After a crushing embrace... Chen takes a moment to refill his lungs. We think the evil power master may be recruiting again, he says. If anyone knows about clandestine deals on this rock, it's you. Gad claps Chen on the back, knocking him forward. Come to my tent, he says. <laughs> we Not will... the first time he said that. <laughs> the problem is, Sam, like, people are, this is going to be like one of the first episodes of the reboot of our podcast, and people are going to think we're like horn dogs all the time, but I swear, <laughs> we're, 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 we're not. We're not. The writers from the eighties were. We're immature in in new and exciting ways every episode. I assure you. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll finish this. Soon. We will dine, and I will tell you what I know. Over a meal of over a meal of roasted gorog, a wild centurion beast, Gad explains that the extremist faction broke away from his rebellion and is now intent on bringing down the global coalition at any cost. <clears throat> My intel says the extremists plan to meet a group of offworlders at dawn, he says after dinner. Let's crash that meeting, Tara says. <laughs> it's on an abandoned spaceport, says Gad. But I have a more pressing concern, he leads in. The extremists want me dead. We expect an attack at any time. Will you help me? So we can stake out the spaceport, go into card three, or we can battle beside Gad at card eleven. Against the extremists, which are probably just, like, starving people cut off from societal support. Ah, uh, God. Well, uh, but they may be roped into a outside foreign group who's, you know... <clears throat> yes. Like, they were left vulnerable by society and might have been, like, pulled into an awful situation. So, go to Spaceport or protect the sky. What, what's at the Spaceport? Uh, that's where the Splinter Faction is meeting some off-worlders. We can't bring him with us. No, he needs to be here and defend himself. Can't we defend him by taking... Card 3 or card 11? God damn it. God damn it. Um, I mean, we're up against the evil Power Master. I think the right move is to go to the spaceport. You, and let this man die. You heartless prick. Let's go. I ahead. mean, it's Harry, you've played a number of these with us. Like, I'm always going to choose to abandon someone to die to be ripped apart off screen. That is you. That is you. All right. 
Few buildings remain standing at the spaceport. A long terminal sits along the edge. A crumbling stone tower in the middle is surrounded by landing pads, most of which are covered in rubble. At the far end, a few hangars still stand. As the crew surveys the area, a delta-wing transport ship descends lower, uh, uh, descends toward the clear pad behind the tower. Chen motions everyone to take cover and watch. Shortly after the ship lands, a dozen armed Centauri emerge from the terminal to march towards a tall humanoid who descends from the ship. Is that him? Chen prods Dante. Is that the evil power master? Wait, did they fight this guy in like an entire purple war and he doesn't know what he looks like? I don't know. He he is wearing a mask. Fair enough. The droid extends a night vision scope. Negative. It's a reptilian humanoid, says Dante, from the renegade planet Denos. This this is an arms deal, says Tara. After the Denosian shakes hands uh, with a Centauri, a door opens on the ship and a platform loaded with crates descends. Uh, the Denosian opens one and holds up a laser rifle. The head Centauri nods and the rest of the extremists start hauling crates towards the hangars. We can't let them have that advanced weaponry, says Tara. We gotta take out that hangar. The Second Amendment only applies to the wealthy. We're gonna blow up the airport. <laughs> Okay, so uh, optional free action if you have data, which we don't. Um, so to follow the extremists, go to Proxima Story Card 5. The crew approaches the rear of the hangar and peeks through shattered windows. Inside, Centaurian extremists stack weapon crates next to stores of explosives, large caliber weapons, and a few armored vehicles. Several crates lie empty, their contents already stowed in packs slashed to muscular tusked gorogs. <laughs> Uh, where are these going? Asks one Centauri. He grabs a saddle and hauls himself onto the back of a beast. Uh, several other riders mount up as well. The boss just sent word for the tower, replies another extremist. Take these weapons outside to the cache uh, next to the governor's office. The final assault happens soon. They're staging a coup, hisses Terra. <laughs> we, we must send word to Rappus Force Command, Jin whispers. I have already sent an encoded message, Dante says. Now, oh, well, good for you, Dante. I fear help may arrive too late, says Flipto. This may be up to us. <laughs> that extremist said, The boss sent word from the tower, says Chen. Maybe the boss is in the spaceport tower? If that's so, that's our best chance to end this. Too bad you won't survive to find out, rapid force scum, says an extremist beast rider who's aiming a laser rifle at the group. Hmm. Uh, so we have a strength challenge to defeat the Beast Rider. Well, I mean, Commander Chen is good at strength. Hmm. Like, I I don't know. Like, should we just do that? Uh, yeah, he's a strong dude. I mean... Okay. So, I will roll for Chen. Got it. Actually, that wasn't, that wasn't a roll. It just flopped. Okay, got it. Alright, uh, if we win, raise signal tracker by two, uh, and uh, draw data zero five four. It's a laser rifle! Uh, everyone scatters amidst laser fire, a crew member vaults onto the beast's head, kicks the, oh, yeah, kicks the extremist rifle uh, into the air, grabs it, pulls the trigger, and disintegrates its head, engraved on the rifle. 
Follow Plazico, the laser folks. Keep this uh, challenge booster. Go to Proxima Story Card 7. And great. So that's a, what's that, agility plus 2? Yeah. Uh, so that's a challenge booster. I think that means if you, like, roll something, it goes away. Let me double check. That's a one-shot laser rifle. Or two shots, apparently, because we just disintegrated a guy's head with it. Just a sec. If we roll a one while using a challenge booster, the challenge booster is destroyed. Ah. What what was the next thing you said? Story card seven. The crew enters the spaceport tower. Chen and Tara disable two guards at the base of the stairs. The group climbs up. Crimson light suddenly streams from above. A look of horror crosses Tara's face as she waves her hands to stop Chen from striding forward. Two violet blasts hit the stairs and Chen throws himself against the wall. Tara dives behind Chen and, and shoots the guard who fired on them. Chen moves into the tower room. A figure appears. Good morning, says Governor Genga. Surprised? <gasps> Your double life is over, Tara says. Flipto pulls out a pair of force cuffs. By the power of rapid force, I place you under arrest. He's Oh, Fl- Flipto said that, yanking the governor's hands behind her back. Too late, she says. I've already sent the evil power master a hologram message. You'll never catch him. If any active or inactive character has data 31, the team may discard it to automatically win. We don't. So we got to do a perception check. Who's good at perception? And we only have Dante and Tara left. Uh, well, Tara's bad at it. So let's go with Dante with the big one eye. And... Also, this is a, if we fail, we need to keep doing it. So again, we could instantly lose the game here. <laughs> well, not instantly. It'd take like, you know, five rolls. We need a four. That's not a four, Harry. That's not a four. So the EPM meter kicks up three? Uh, yeah. Jesus. Okay, so Tara's bad, so she needs to roll a five. That's not a five, Harry. All right, everybody becomes active. Everybody becomes active. Okay, so Flipto, my man Flipto, he's good at perceptive. So I'll take that. What's his boost thing, by the way? Uh, after a challenge roll, discard this card. Okay, so if he fucks it up, maybe we should use that. Yeah. Okay. He will use up his Laconian uh lotion if this fucks up, which he shouldn't, because he's good at it. And only needs a three. And that's a five. Alright. You're the man, Flipto! I'm gonna draw 56. Do we get any EP- er, signal trackers for this? <clears throat> oh, well, we find data. Uh, after force cuffing the governor, the crew accesses the transponder transmission and records the coordinates. The Lagrange point between Proxima Centauri's binary stars. I'm surprised this book is scientific enough to know what a Lagrange point is. Well, I mean, we don't know that yet. Wait, we no, it, sci- no, what? It's saying it's between two stars, which is not the correct way a Lagrange point... It, it, <laughs> specifically, you need a three-body system, so never mind. <laughs> <sighs> Wait, 
Wait, do you need a three-body system? Yes. A Lagrange point is is created by the movement of a three-body system. Like, the sun, the earth, and the moon, I think? I thought thought a Lagrange point was the point between two celestial bodies where gravity was neutralized between them. Is it two? Okay, but... No, you know what? I think maybe you're right. I... Does it require three bodies or two? No, because there's like Earth, Moon, Lagrange points, but there's also Earth, Sun, Lagrange points. So I guess, yeah, it needs two. Hmm. Okay. You know what? Good job, game. Uh, turn over the... Well, technically, technically, you know, it's only directly between them uh, if they are of equal mass. If it if they don't have equal mass, it will be like, you know, lopsided towards one or the other. Right. And we raise the signal tracker by eight. Damn. Uh, oh, so now we're in the hard section. If we have any of the following data, raise the tracker by an additional amount shown. Nope, nope, nope. So we missed lots of side content. How could we miss lots of side... We, this is, oh, no, we randomly started here. We randomly started here. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Wait, what was that uh, What was that discus you just discarded? Oh, that, that was the that was the, this thing. Okay. With the EPM count. All right, so now we're done with this planet? Yep. Okay, so we need to... So it's blue is bad, yellow is good, pink is great? I mean, like, small, medium, and large. Um, Still. And we can't... Or we don't want to backtrack. Is that correct? We can't go to a planet again, so... Okay, how about we go to... Wait, did... We didn't get any data anywhere about any of these planets, did we? Um. What What's the data cards we have? Well, the guy in follow-up kicked Chen's ass. Yeah, but follow-up... Hmm. Should, should we was do it that? Follow-up? Hold on. I think it was. Yeah, follow-up. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> literally the only things we know is that follow-up is where Chen got his ass kicked, and Earth is, I assume, Earth. Oh, <laughs> well, we can also go this way. You know. Yeah, we can also go. To, we can also go to Hergnog. Do you want to go to Hergnog? Yeah. Like if we go to Hergnog, like the way this works is, you know, we'll have a large, and then we could just do large, medium, medium, large, and then you know, if we haven't beat it, then we can you know go down this final track. Oh, I would like to go. So I, I'd be fine going to Hergnog, but then I want to start moving to Earth, and then. After that, cycling around to the right. Because okay. I want to see Earth. So you're, you want to do... Yeah. Okay. I'm down with this. So, Hergnog. If EPM meter is 8 or higher, skip this card and go to Haymog Story Card 6. That's a, that's an interesting start. Uh, i rewind that a little bit. Because uh, there would be, like, rebels active on the planet or something. If we got that high. Riots in the streets, Harry. Um. April 26, 1992. Start with that one. Okay. Uh, hey, Mong. Chen and Tara stare at the view screen, dumbfounded, watching the... Watching the rubble of Hamong drift in space? Alderaan, it got Alderaan! The evil power master did it. He destroyed the entire planet. Flippo alerts Rapid Force commands to relay that Hamong's citizens, the Chrysalisk, are no more. 
Chunks of the planet tumble and break apart. In months, it will be an asteroid field. Tara notices a streak of light behind a hunk of rubble. Flippo magnifies the area on the view screen. It's a Delta Wing transport ship. Scan that ship, Jen cries. I don't think we can joke they're the good guys anymore. Uh, so, required challenge, scan the ship. Uh, it's an eyeball. Um, oh, fuck. It's another one of those, like, keep going until you keep going until you win. We have nobody good at looking. Christ, and we're at the, the five up. So who's... Let's do Dante, because he also has the Hitmog Karma Inducer, and it seems appropriate to maybe use it on this one. Okay, yeah, let's do that. All right, Dante. Need a five. Show me a five. That's a one, Harry. So, are you discarding the card and re-rolling? Yes. So, <laughs> she's patted it. Will I have Jen go, Sam? Sure. All right. Just also pointing out, like, if this succeeds, there's a very real chance that we're going to get in a uh, a space chase. And our two remaining characters are both bad at space chases. So, fishing for a five from Commander Chen. Nailed it! Got a six. Alright. What, what do... What happens? Uh, win, raise signal tracker by two, and continue below. Five life signs on board, says Dante. Very low body temperatures, most likely reptilian, he adds happily. Denosian renegades, Tara says. Minions of the evil power master. That's profiling. Punch in an intercept course and prepare for battle, yells Chen. They'll pay for Haymong. Yeah, this is very much profiling. They, they, they could be like refugees coming off the planet. Yeah! Maybe their body temperature is low because their whole world was just destroyed and they're in shock. Yeah, maybe they're in Christ. Whatever. Uh, Flippo turns to Chen. Perhaps we should follow them instead, he says. They could lead us right to their master. So if you want to engage in space battle, uh, go to one card. If you wish to stealthily follow the ship, we go to another card. What do we wish to do? I, I want to follow them. Because they might not be evil. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, go to Haymong story card four. Flipto is right, says Terra. If we want justice for Haymong, we'd find the evil power master. This is our best chance to find his secret base. What's the play? Chen says. We hide in the debris field while I complete a level 12 scan, Flipto says. It will take some time, but I should be able to predict their destination to 144 decimal places. <laughs> Most of that went over Chen's head, but this plan is all Flipto, so he doesn't matter. Do it, he says. Yes, he trusts Flipto, just in inherently. <laughs> uh, Dante pilots the ship into the debris. For several minutes, the droid swerves, climbs, and dives to keep the ship hidden and intact amid the rock and crystal fragments. How much longer? Dante calls, his arms are blurring the console. The ship banks suddenly to the right to avoid a tumbling chunk of crystal. I almost have it, says Flipto. Keep it steady if you can. This part is tricky. Terrace Knuckles white nod the arm of her chair when she sees a building-sized shard of crystal hurtle towards the ship from the side. Watch out, she yells. <laughs> oh, piloting check. Oh, great. And our last person is bad at piloting. Now we do have... Okay. We have the thing where we can refresh everyone and get back our good pilots. Do we want to use it now? 
Might be good. On the one hand, it could be good. On the other hand, it would be funny if we lose. Because <laughs> it's win, draw something, lose, draw something else. Hmm. Okay, yeah, let's go for it. Like, Tara, the bad pilot. She needs a, just a hard six. Sometimes you gotta roll the hard six. A four. <laughs> 32. Which, to be clear, would have been a pass for either of the pilot characters. <laughs> Firing three laser blasts at the looming asteroid should slice it apart. The first shot fractures it. The second cracks it neatly in half. But the last shot flies clean through the crack, arcing beyond the debris in the field like a beacon. I think they saw that, Flipto says. Enemy turning and scanning the source. And that's us, Dante peeps helpfully. <laughs> Go to Haymog card seven. Alright, so everyone is active again. So they spotted us, so I think we're going to fight them. Because <laughs> we shot at them. We can't let them get away, Chen says, his face flushed. Yeah, so we we fucked it up, so now we're going to have to kill these poor refugees. Uh, blast them to bits and scan the wreckage for clues. I, I like how like my, my terror voice and your Chen voice are perfectly flipped. We should hail them first, says Tara, to be certain they are renegades. Unidentified Delta Wing, calls Flipto. Cut engines and prepare for boarding. A scaly-faced reptilian, uh, reptilian humanoid appears on the monitor. Die, rapid force scum, it hisses. Oh, neat. The ship is turning and powering weapons, Dante calls. Face of action, Chen. Wait, wait, it wasn't powering weapons before that. No! No! Uh, Tara and Chen take to the cannons as Dante performs a diving barrel roll uh, to avoid uh, the Delta Wing's first attack. We're more maneuverable, says Flipto as Dante veers to avoid a blast. Take us into the debris field. Dante swerves and weaves around the asteroids as Chen and Tara try to disable the Delta Wing. The constant twists and turns make it impossible. Chen lines up a shot, but his uh, lasers hit a chunk of tumbling crystal instead. It's like trying to shoot a Vantu bug in a swarm of bees, Tara yells. Hold on, calls Flipto. I have what could be called a crazy idea. So it's uh, pilot check time. Um... So if we win, we draw a data card 40. If we lose, we EPM meter by 2 and draw a data 35. I want to let Dante do this. All right, you do this, Dante, which, you know, makes narrative sense. He's at the controls right now. Come on, Dante. Hey. Nailed it. Yes. So what's the thing we draw? Uh, we draw a data card 40. The fizzlet flies around, tumbling, flies around a tumbling mass of haymog and slows to a halt above the large asteroid. As the gravity pulls the ship down, the Delta Wing zooms past. After restarting the engines and coming in behind the transport, the crew is able to get a clean shot. Lasers strike the Delta Wing's engines, causing a chain reaction that rips the enemy ship apart. They called it a transport again, not a warship. Yeah. Eat justice, renegade scum! Chen shouts at the Delta Wing loses control. Explosions flare along its length, but die out as the fire devours the ship's oxygen. Dante scans the wreckage. No life signs, he reports. <laughs> Good, Chen says. 
Unfortunately, our trail to the evil power master dies with them, Terra says. You may have let your human emotions get the better of you, Commander, Vulto adds. Even so, Chen says, I still feel this was the right course of action. <laughs> As the crew considers their next move, Dante notices a blinking light at the console. Uh, the trail may not be dead, he says. There's a signal coming. From in there. It looks like a homing beacon, says Flipto, scanning the wreckage. As he scans, the signal stops abruptly. A final report or a failsafe switch? Terra asks. Whatever it was, we need to find it, replies Chen. Suit up! Chen, Tara, and Flipto don spacesuits and enter the airlock. Using space packs, they fly through the wreckage and search for the source of the signal. Uh, so this is a try until we succeed. It is perception. Uh, Flipto's good at perception. Okay. Alright, let's go Flipto. Show me a four. Got it. Flipto, you the man. You haven't failed a check yet. He's very competent at what he does. <laughs> signal buoy. A small round object with a uh, with signaling gear uh, glows in the debris. Upon logging into the buoy, Dante discovers data related to the evil power master's last trip to Hamburg. Uh, keep this challenge booster. Uh, draw data one fifty two. So it is a perception plus two booster, which. I think means that Flipto would only fail on a one. Uh, data find. The signals you received provide a wealth of data, military, meteorological, and mechanical, to feed into Flipto's algorithm. Turn over the disk and raise the signal tracker by the amount shown. If any character has one or more of the following data, raise the tracker the additional amount shown. And then shows some data cards. Uh, did we get 042? Yeah, we did. Signal buoy. So it's two more than that. So two more than ten. Jeez. Uh, one, two. We're at three, twenty-four. Four, five, We're almost six, done with the game. Eight. This game may be shorter than we thought. <laughs> uh, or we're just crushing it. Like I don't think we're crushing it. Nah, I don't think we're crushing it either. Um, but yeah, if we complete any other challenges, we're an end game. So, next time we'll come back, do another planet, finish the game, and maybe do a planet that looks fun for, for fun. <laughs> yeah, if we don't get to Earth, we'll go to Earth. Yeah. Alright. Uh, so, Harry, until next time, what are we going to keep doing? Yeah, even a new podcast. We're going to keep dancing. Yes. Just keep dancing, everyone. No one can take that from you. <laughs>